What's the word, y'all? What's going on? And welcome back to a brand new episode of the Wrestling Takeover Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Turner. Today, I got some news. I got some conversations that I want to get off my chest regarding some uh, news. Uh, we're going to get right into it, man. We'll save the uh, promotion and everything for towards the end of the show. I want to get into this specific article um, regarding Seamus. Now, this is coming from Inside the Ropes. Um, there's a quote regarding Seamus, and he said, and this has to do with Roman Reigns. He said, people didn't give a shit about him. Seamus on pre-trial uh, tribal chief regarding Roman Reigns. Um, the report states the following, that things took clear turn for Roman Reigns when he was heavily booed after winning the 2015 Royal Rumble. The poor lies reaction to Reigns became a regular feature of his matches, but despite this, the company continued to present him as a top babyface for years to come, as we currently see now, even though he is a top heel. Uh, WWE still wanting to portray him as a babyface, as the rumor is, WWE will eventually turn that man babyface when the time is right. Now, during a new interview with the Daily Mail, one of Reigns' former foes, Sheamus, called that before the bloodline, uh, Quote, people didn't give a shit about Roman Reigns. This is interesting. He said, quote, yeah, I mean, he has the luxury of wrestling five times a year. You know what I mean? That makes a big star. Let's be honest, because he went away with COVID. People didn't give a fuck about him. They didn't give a shit about him. He was the big baby face who wrestled, who's, who's wrestling, excuse me, Bill Goldberg, and nobody cared. Um, he continued on talking about how Roman Reigns had a transformation in the pandemic era it was something that he I could identify with as he benefited himself Seamus continued to say quote I think in the same way it benefited me to come back and wrestle in that empty arena Thunderdome where people got to see how physical I can really be and allowed me to have that form of freedom and settle into my own skin and just say quote screw it I'm going to go out there and have fun and do what I'm going to do. In the same sense, it's beneficial for him because he was at a point where it was forced down people's throats. He's talking about Roman Reigns and he got away and come back in this different type of character. Uh, yeah, Seamus uh, continued on here. Uh, Seamus believes that although he doesn't grudge Roman Reigns for making the most of the time he's given, he thinks there are a lot of other stars who shine can afford the same opportunities. Um, he said, quote, obviously, there's a luxury of getting all the story time and everything. I feel like he's made the most opportunity he's had, but feel like there's guys and girls on the roster begging for that amount of time to tell their own stories. And that's one of the only things that's going on right now. The rest of the roster needs story time, too. Um, 
he said, as an example, Sheamus pointed to a recent SmackDown where Reigns segment went 20 minutes over, seriously cutting down his TV time with the process. Sheamus said, with the MSG Madison Square Garden a couple weeks ago, they went 20 minutes over. So me and Theory had two uh, two legs to stand on, and we ended up turning three into three minutes set on the floor. You know what I mean? That's tough. That's real tough. Well, we go out there and do what we have to do. It's definitely beneficial for him a lot and Paul Heyman and the story that they are ultimately trying to tell. All within the family and stuff like that. But I said there's plenty of other people on the roster that I think can do with story time as well. I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm just saying. Oh, we got a lot to get to here, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all know what it is. Y'all know I keep it 100. I'm unfiltered. I'm unbiased. I give you guys my honest opinions, no matter what type of conversation we're talking about. Let's get to what Sheamus first had to say in regarding uh, Roman Reigns and his match with Bill Goldberg and, and the luxury and everything like that. Sheamus is absolutely correct from the standpoint that Roman Reigns is getting luxury. He's the top dog. He's the number one guy. So being a number one guy, you get benefits, right? Sheamus is fully aware of that. You guys might be fans of Roman Reigns' babyface run, the, the big dog era, right? You guys might be a fan of that version of Roman Reigns. I wasn't. I couldn't give a fuck about that version of Roman Reigns. I am just being honest with you. I didn't care. Right? I, I couldn't care. He changed into this tribal chief character. And I was emotionally invested in what I'm I'm still emotionally invested into what I'm seeing. Roman Reigns now, the tribal chief is a character that is trying to come up with different layers of improvement. He's all about storytelling now. This tribal chief, obviously it's a character, but he's more about the storytelling, telling stories, leaving, you know, memorable, you know, matches and memorable, you know, stories that fans will be talking about for years to come. That's what the tribal chief is trying to do. That's what that character is really trying to perceive. He wants to leave a long-lasting impression. So then when he's, you know, retired and, and gone from this business, us fans can look back and say, you know, I love the tribal chief. I love the head of the table. That character was awesome. He's one of the best characters that I've ever seen for as long as I've been watching the WWE. You know, people can say stuff like that. And then people can also say, you guys remember when Roman Reigns had some bangers with Brian Danielson, with Edge, with Kevin Owens, with Sami Zayn, with Seth Rollins, with Cody Rhodes, with Jimmy and Jay, with Solo. With Go you guys know how it is, right? That's what Roman Reigns wants to be known as, right? He wants to leave a lasting impression. That's clear as day, right? But here's the thing, though. Sheamus wasn't wrong. Sheamus isn't wrong. Roman Reigns is getting preferential treatment. WWE, that's their guy. Roman Reigns is still their guy. 
So they're going to give him preferential treatment. In reality, Roman Reigns should have lost the title a long time ago. Right? Why hasn't he lost the title? Because in WWE's eyes, they are trying to make him, Roman Reigns, they're trying to make him the GOAT. Right? So they are wanting him to break every single WWE championship record. If you guys don't understand that, and you guys don't see that, I don't know what to tell you. I always want you guys... So pretty much what I'm going to start doing, really... I mean, I've been doing it, but this is just something that I really want to do. Is have you guys understand where I'm coming from. I want you guys to see my opinions through my eyes and why I say this thing, why I say the things that I ultimately say, right? I want to tell stories myself. This Roman Reigns character, this tribal chief, mafia boss, narcissistic character, in my opinion, will go down as one of the best overarching characters in WWE history that's just how i feel you guys might think different and that's fine but i'm gonna always look back with this tribal chief character and say to myself that was a fun character he had an arching story this character was just very cool to root for even though he's a bad guy right this tribal chief character we're gonna look back and it's just gonna be something that we're gonna miss when it's all said and done now, you know, Sheamus isn't trying to throw shade at Roman. What Sheamus is trying to say really is, and this is a glaring problem that I am about to just kind of be unfiltered um, for those new people that are just finding the wrestling takeover. I'm an unfiltered a podcast. I'm unbiased. I give you guys my real in-depth analysis and honest opinions from my perspective. Sheamus is absolutely right when he's mentioning that we need to see more, you know, superstars get the grandeur, get the opportunity that the bloodline storyline, this is a storyline. We need to see other men and women get that same amount of treatment from a character standpoint and from a storyline standpoint, because let's keep it 100. The only fucking storyline realistically, and I'm talking about storyline that is really guarding the WWE product right now. And I'll talk about the overall product really in a second. But the only storyline that's really getting the bloodline type of attention is the Judgment Day storyline. Is the Judgment Day storyline, right? So the Judgment Day is getting that preferential treatment. It's clear as day, right? So it's not just the bloodline. I want, as a viewer, I completely ride with Sheamus on this. Sheamus is speaking facts. Rather you want to hear it or not, it's the truth. And it's how it is. Watch the show. You can see. If you watch the show right now in today's WWE, you got the bloodline. They're killing it. They're killing it. Judgment Day, killing it. They're doing great. Character development, storylines, emotional. Worry, we all as a fan base, are emotionally invested into the Judgment Day. Bottom line, we got Jordan Devlin who's going to come into the fold. 
I'm predicting that Jordan Devlin is going to be replacing Damian Priest to be involved in Judgment Day. And that's what we're going to see. We're seeing the feud with Finn Balor and Damian Priest. It's ultimately going to boil over. And those two guys are going to have a great feud. So I'm invested. I'm invested, but I need more. I want more. Not just the Judgment Day getting preferential treatment. Not just the Bloodline storyline getting preferential treatment. Let's talk about the women. I'm going to keep repeating this. I'm going to keep saying this. The women in WWE don't have any storylines. You know, Sheamus is talking about we need other people to have storyline, in-depth analysis storylines and in-depth character development. There's no characters in the women's division. There's no storylines that I can invest as a viewing audience. I can invest my emotional time into. There's nothing. Rhea Ripley? Okay. But she's not facing anybody. That's the problem. Rhea Ripley is not facing that one particular opponent to where it's like the bloodline. It's like Judgment Day. She's just an individual who's on a big momentum swing right now and is one of the most popular women. Well, actually, she is the most popular woman in WWE and in women's wrestling in general. Bottom line. But when we're talking about WWE, she don't have a storyline either. She don't have a storyline against somebody. I want to make that perfectly clear. Rhea Ripley is not facing somebody that is in an emotional storyline like the Bloodline, like the Judgment Day. She's not there. She's in a group. Yes, the Judgment Day. They are in a group, but it's together. And it's really about Damian Priest and Finn Balor. Yeah, they were in a group, but now they're about to split them up. And now we're about to get Damian Priest and Finn Balor in an emotional storyline. Rhea Ripley does not have that. She's, you know, a partner up with Dominic Mysterio. I'm fucking with it. I'm vibing with it. It's cool. I'm a fan of it. But when it comes to Rhea Ripley, the individual, and trying to grab my attention as a viewing audience against somebody, she ain't had that right now. And that's WWE's fault. And WWE's running into a wall with Rhea Ripley. WWE's running into a wall with Rhea Ripley. You know, Rhea Ripley wasn't even at SummerSlam. Why wasn't she at SummerSlam? I'm going to give you the honest truth. Don't listen to no dirt sheet. Don't listen to a news report. Don't do it. All you have to do is very simple. Watch the show. Watch the show. And I'm for real. I'm dead ass. Just watch the show. Analyze it in your own mind. And you will come to a conclusion. Oh, shit. Rhea Ripley is that popular, number one. And nobody is on Rhea Ripley's level. You know, we're getting Raquel Rodriguez right now because, and I want people to understand this. People were bitching. People were complaining. Oh, Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Rodriguez ain't happening at SummerSlam. Why isn't Rhea Ripley fighting at SummerSlam? She does not have a quality opponent, number one, who's on her level. And number two, she doesn't have a quality opponent because she's not involved in a storyline. She does not have a storyline. WWE's main focus, main attraction with Rhea Ripley right now is Dominic Mysterio. And Judgment Day as a faction. But what about Rhea Ripley, the individual? She is holding the World Heavyweight Championship. So she needs to be competing. But what did I say? What did I say since day one? I've said this. I said this to Roman and it's actually happening. I want my champions to feel special. I want my champions to feel organic. I want my champions to not be on every single show all the time. 
going against this person, against this person, this person. I want the opponent and I want the champion to feel special. When Rhea Ripley is on the show, I want it to feel special. It's special with Judgment Day because Judgment Day is popping. It's special with Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley because those two people are intertwining with each other. People are loving the Rhea Ripley and the Dominic Mysterio tandem. People also love Rhea Ripley with Judgment Day. People also want Rhea Ripley to be facing people. Rhea Ripley ain't got nobody. That's just the truth. I don't care what anybody says. Any jerk seat. It's the truth. Watch the, sh- excuse me. Watch the show, and you will see that Rhea Ripley don't have no quality opponent. I know she's facing Raquel Rodriguez. Raquel Rodriguez, from a physical stature, is on Rhea Ripley's level, but from a character standpoint and a um, marketability, and from a momentum standpoint. Raquel Rodriguez ain't on Rhea Ripley's level. It's the truth. I love Raquel Rodriguez. I think Raquel Rodriguez is the future. No question. But she ain't on Rhea Ripley's level. I know they're probably going to face off at payback. Woo, woo, woo. I don't care who Rhea Ripley faces this year. I want Rhea Ripley to go into WrestleMania 40 as the champion. That's my opinion. That's how I feel. Right? So, Sheamus is talking about we need more people to have in-depth now storylines. I want Rhea Ripley to have storylines that I can invest my time into as a viewer and not just say, well, I'm a fan of Rhea Ripley. I'm a fan of Dominic Mysterio. I'm a fan of Judgment Day. Yeah, I'm a fan of Rhea Ripley. But I want to be emotionally invested into what Rhea Ripley is doing in a singles capacity. They have no opponents for Rhea Ripley. That's what I want y'all to understand. They have no opponents. There is no storylines that we, the viewing honest, can invest our time into. Yeah, she has a character, but she don't have a story. You know, look look at even, you know, the rest of the women. You know, EO Sky just won the uh, Women's Championship. I'm proud of her. I love EO. EO's so cool, man. I'm proud of her. Uh, but she won, right? We have opponents for EO Sky outside of Bailey and even Dakota. That's two people right there. I'm seeing people in the community saying, oh, let's do a a triple threat at WrestleMania between a damage control. There's a story. There's a story right there. You could do that. That is an option for WWE. I'm not going to lie to you, though. I'm not going to get mad if they do that because there's a story. It makes sense. Bailey, jealous of EO Sky because she won the title. And I'm talking about in storyline. In storyline, Bailey is pissed. Bailey is upset that Eel Sky took her thunder. What about Dakota Kai? Dakota Kai is upset because she's always getting hurt and she is not being able to give opportunities because she's injured all the time. She wants to prove that she's on Eel's level. She wants to prove that she's on Bailey's level or even better than Bailey and Eo. There's your storyline right there for the women's championship. It's just, uh, it just makes sense. I apologize, guys. There was a buffer, um, but I'm back to work now. Let's just continue on. Bailey, EO, and Dakota at WrestleMania 40 for the women's championship. Got a storyline there. That's an option that the WWE can do. Will they do it? I don't know. I have no idea. I will say, though, I'm going to be fucking pissed if Eel Sky is not women's champion heading into WrestleMania 40. 
That girl better be holding that title until WrestleMania 40. I kid you not. I just wanted to make that point. But there's a storyline for the women there. Dakota Kai, Eel Sky, Bailey. You know, uh, the Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch rivalry. Listen, that, that ain't no goddamn rivalry. I'm just going to keep it 100 with y'all. That storyline's whack as fuck. That storyline's whack as fuck. You're not going to change my opinion on that. It is a storyline, but it's just a storyline that the fans are not emotionally invested in. Um, Sheamus is talking about wanting storylines that last long, just like the bloodline. You have options. We just need to, and I set this to people too. In today's landscape of professional wrestling, the bloodline storyline really has given people a blueprint to follow. We need long-term storylines that go from week to week, month to month, and maybe even year to year like the bloodline storyline. I feel like today's professional wrestling should at least have a, a game plan of a year or at least a two-year game plan storyline for whatever you're trying to I know things happen here and there. Woo-woo. I understand that. But the Bloodline storyline has been so good. It's still good. And I don't care what anyone says. If you guys are getting bored of it, that's your prerogative. That's your opinion. And that's fine. I respect it. But me as a fan, I am still invested into the uh, Bloodline story. Simple. So I get where Seamus is coming from. You know, Seamus, you know, people in the community pretty much said that Seamus is jealous. I mean, I can understand why you guys said that. I do see jealousy there. I don't see envy, but I do see jealousy there from Seamus' standpoint. I mean, but let's keep it real honest with y'all. WWE fucked up Seamus. They fucked him over. Because Seamus was actually supposed to, in my opinion, he should have beaten Gunther. Even though I don't think Seamus was the correct choice to defeat Gunther. That's just me as a fan. I already got somebody who should defeat Gunther. It's probably ain't going to happen, but... Sheamus at the time was extremely popular with the audience and people wanted him to defeat Gunther and um, not only WrestleMania 39, but previously at the, um, you know, Clash at the Castle pay-per-view. That pay-per-view was incredible. Sheamus should have beaten Gunther at that pay-per-view, but didn't. Okay, we get to WrestleMania. Well, he didn't do that either. Get Seamus' frustration. And I understand where it's coming from. We need storylines like the bloodline in the women's division. And we need that in the men's division as well, too. More so, both of them. Speaking of the women's division, we're going to talk about a new news report. Going right into the next one. So, Sonya Deville is injured. Sonya Deville is hurt. Now, the WWE relinquished the women's tag team titles because she's hurt. Her and Chelsea Green are no longer women's tag team champions. I'm sending my thoughts and prayers to Sonya Deville for a speedy recovery. I'm going to be honest with each and every one of you. Y'all know my stance on women's tag team titles. Y'all know my stance on it. Got to get rid of it. Those titles are cursed. They're cursed. Watch the show. 
you will see that they're cursed. They've been cursed. In my opinion, they've been cursed ever since they, um, ever since Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks, and Pamela uh, Bailey lost those titles. They've been cursed. I stand by that. WWE doesn't care about those women's tag team titles. I don't care what Triple H has to say, and I love him. I don't care what he has to say. I don't care what this person has to say. I don't care. You guys can say what you want, but at the end of the day, you cannot refute what I'm about to tell you. Vince McMahon only gave Mercedes Monet, Pamela, and the women's division those tag team titles to shut them up. He had no game plan. There was no game plan. No one will convince me otherwise. There was no plan for those titles. If we were, if they were, we would have seen them. It's no game plan. Those titles are cursed. It's time to get rid of those titles. Retire those titles. Having women that are not even real teams just because you want to hold a division down and then you want to tout, oh, we have a women's division. No, you don't. You just put women together as a tag team for the sake of putting them as a team, even though it doesn't even make sense. Majority of these women that they've put together don't even make sense. Case in point, Nikki Cross and Rhea Ripley. What? Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. Don't make sense. Shotzi and Raquel Rodriguez don't make sense. What I'm trying to say is, Sonya Deville got hurt, so her and Chelsea Green are no longer tag team champions, and the WWE relinquished them, and I think they're doing a tournament to, they're doing another tournament to crown new champions. I don't fucking care. I don't care. Get rid of those titles. Introduce a mid-card championship that floats between Raw and SmackDown. That championship would be way more prestigious than the women's tag team titles. I mean, you will give more women more opportunities, I personally feel, with that mid-car title than the tag team championships because then you can create actual storylines that the fans can invest their time into with that mid-car championship floating between Raw and SmackDown. Not NXT yet. You don't want to get carried away yet. But the plan should be Raw and SmackDown right now. The women's division should really be under one roof, but floating between Raw and SmackDown. That's how I feel about it. But listen, those titles, they're not going nowhere, and that's fine, but I am going to continue to preach the gospel that those titles just aren't needed anymore. I've been the head of that since day one. Since day one, I've been the head of that, you know, form and the complaints. I've been the head of that. No one's going to convince me otherwise. I want that mid-car championship. You will do better when you bring in that mid-car championship. It will give more women an opportunity to fight for something. If you are not in the main event scene, you are fighting for that mid-car championship. Bottom line. And if you're not fighting for that mid-car championship, guess what you're doing? You're still doing something. You're in a blood feud. You're in a blood rivalry to qualify to compete for that mid-car title. 
And then once you win the mid-card title, you're next in line to become one of those two women's champions. Bottom line, you win that mid-card title, next up, go right to the main event scene. That's how it should be done. This is why I always say I wish I was a creative writer because I just, I have so many ideas. Some of them will be good. Some of them people might not like, but I have good ideas nonetheless. That, that's just an idea that I would do, just bring in that mid-card title. It's real easy. It's real easy, but I want to send thoughts and prayers again to Sonya Deville. That was in the news. Um, I hope she has a speedy recovery, and it sucks for Chelsea Green because her and Sonya Deville were kind of on a momentum right now, and those titles have to uh, restart once again, sadly. Let's go into the next report. I want to talk about this. This is something that is very interesting to me. Roman Roman Reigns got hurt. Roman Reigns got hurt and people are freaking the fuck out. I want to let everybody know right now before I read this article from WrestlingNews.co. Number one, calm down. He will be okay. He will be off of TV for a long time. He is probably going to be missing payback and fast lane. He will be back. So this news is coming from, again, WrestlingNews.co. Roman Reigns is hurt in a tribal combat match at SummerSlam. While speaking on the Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer was noted that Reigns was hurt in the belt, but it's unclear what the exact injury is. Reigns is confirmed to be on Friday Night SmackDown this Friday. Uh, Dave said, quote, He's going to be back Friday. Roman Reigns got hurt in that match. I haven't watched the beginning of the match over again, but I heard it was really early that he got hurt. I heard, you know, he got hurt. I don't know the nature of the injury. I just heard that he worked the match hurt. He worked hurt. He got hurt early in the match. All right, he just keeps repeating shit. Dave Meltzer is guilty of just repeating the same shit but using different verbiage. I understand. He's hurt. I get it. Um, He continued, I don't know what his schedule is, but he's going to be on the show Friday night, so you know he would certainly do. I would not presume he'll be at Survivor Series, or he said I would have presumed he would be, so he's saying that he thinks he's going to be at Survivor Series. I hope the fuck so he's he's at Survivor Series. I hope so. And I'll get to Survivor Series in a second. Um, I'm sure he'll be on the Saudi Arabia show. I believe he will as well. As far as the next two pay-per-views, Fastlane and Payback, I don't know the answer to that one yet, but I guess Friday we will see. We'll find out. Okay, thanks. Survivor Series. I am going to throw out this right now. I think that we are going to see... Hold on one second, guys. All right, I'm sorry. I think we are going to get... A tribal combat fatal four-way match at Survivor Series um, with the Bloodline. Solo Sokoa, The Usos, and Roman Reigns. I actually seen a report. I want to bring this to y'all attention right now. I seen a report going around that uh, from Russell Votes, one of the most established uh, news sites in the game today. When he puts something out, it's really reliable, and you should really trust with what he says. WWE is considering doing Uso versus Uso, brother versus brother. And I'm talking about Jimmy versus Jay Uso 
at WrestleMania. Now, I fuck with that. The problem is that's way too long. And it's not the problem that it's way too long. My thing is, I'm worried about WWE. (laughs) Do they have the time span to do something that long and wait that long for this storyline? Because the storyline is white hot right now. So in WWE's eyes, they would have to come up with continued chapters to save Jimmy and Jay for WrestleMania. And I know I've seen it. So this isn't news to me at all. I watched the interview with Air Hawani with the Usos, and they talked about that they would love to compete, something that they have not done in their entire career in WWE. They would love to go one-on-one against each other, and it looks like we are going to be getting that. Now, I'm not sure if it's going to be at payback. That might be too soon in WWE's eyes, but I think that's the best bet. I think they should have that one-on-one match at payback, and then they should get Solo into it, make it a triple threat. And then get Roman Reigns back in after seeing everything that's going on and doing the Tribal Combat Fatal 4-Way match. And that can be one of the most highlighted matches in Survivor Series history and in Survivor Series period as one of the top matches on that show. Hopefully we see the two War Games match. You got that Tribal Combat match I would love to see. So that's something that WWE should be really in consideration to do. I still stand by what I say though. I still stand by what I say. I think it should be Solo Sokoa versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40 for the world title. No one's going to change my mind on that. But I obviously know what WWE is building towards. And we all can agree it's going to be Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns too at WrestleMania. So maybe we get Solo versus Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. I am not sure. Only time will tell what will happen. But this fatal four-way match at Survivor Series is something that I think WWE needs to explore. And they need to start doing this. And we kind of need to start winding down this bloodline story. Even though Paul Heyman was at Survivor Series. I'm getting way too ahead of myself. SummerSlam, excuse me. And he talked about we're only in the eighth inning. We're in the bottom of the eighth. We still got the ninth. Maybe the tenth inning. Maybe the eleventh inning. I don't know. He said eighth inning. I mean, I'm not going to. You know, discount what Paul Heyman has to say. I trust that man. So whatever he says, I'm going to believe him. Because he's built that trust with me. And Roman Reigns as well, too. So we'll see, man. If the bloodline story still is going to continue, they still have more to do. Fuck it. I'm with it. I'm I'm invested in it. So hopefully they just can keep my investment. And I think they can. Now, again, Roman Reigns being hurt. I mean, the community's crazy. You know, there are wrestling fans out there that just jump to conclusions way too soon. I'm not one of them. I like to wait for confirmation. But this isn't about me. This is about majority of the wrestling community. If you are out there and you are like me and you wait for confirmation, you don't just jump to conclusions. You don't just go on Twitter and start immediately uh, tweeting it out in regards to the report and giving your opinion. That's fine. You can give your opinion, but... Don't be jumping to conclusions saying, oh, that report's true or that report isn't true. Take everything like I've been saying for years since I started this thing. Take every news report with a grain of salt, please. You just, you have to. Don't believe everything you read. That is what I really say to people. Don't believe everything you read. Take everything with the grain of salt. So Roman Reigns is hurt. People are freaking out. They want him to lose the title. Let me tell y'all something. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. 
They are not having Roman Reigns drop that championship. I think Roman Reigns next year by WrestleMania, he's going to be able to defeat Hulk Hogan's record. And I think that's what WWE wants to do. Like I said, they want Roman Reigns to break every single record humanly possible. That is just how it is. And that's what they want to do. So that's that. That's how I feel about it. Let's uh, let's end it with this. In my opinion, this is a very sad news report. WWE Endeavor merger expected to close mid late September. September is my month. It's my birthday month. Pretty cool. According to a new article on Deadline, the WWE merger with Endeavor Holdings is expected to happen sometime in mid to late September under the TKO Group Holdings name. It was announced in April that WWE would merge with Endeavor with both UFC and WWE under the same umbrella, but still running as separate entities with Vince McMahon running the wrestling side of things and Triple H as the head of creative. Deadline noted that Endeavor Group Holdings has taken a hit from the WGA strike, but their overall results are ahead of Wall Street expectations. The Endeavor merger could open the door for some cross marketing between WWE and UFC and more doors open with WWE within Hollywood for the company and its talent. McMahon has temporarily stepped away from his CEO duties after manual spine surgery. His return is unknown. McMahon has also recently served with a search warrant and a federal supreme to date. No charges have been filed. People have asked me to give my opinion on the uh, recent news on uh, Vince McMahon having back surgery and this uh, supreme thing. This federal thing going on with him as well, too. Uh, this back thing, listen, I've had back surgery, so I know how he feels. I have rods, bolts, and metal plates in my back forever. So um, back surgery is a big deal. Sending my thoughts to McMahon for a speedy recovery when it comes to that. Now, when it comes to a federal subliminal and whatever's going on there, I'm not talking about that shit, man. I'm not talking about it, and here's why. We hear so many things with Vince McMahon, so many reports on this and that, warrant, not warrant, Vince McMahon beating this, Vince McMahon beating that, oh wait, Vince McMahon has a warrant for his arrest, oh wait, he beat that, he threw money at it, whatever. I hear it all. I don't care. I'm waiting until I get confirmation, 100%, that he's in big trouble, he's going to prison, or he completely beat this, Whatever. I'm waiting until I get actual information that is worthy for me to go on my show and talk about it. I just don't want to be, I cover the news, but I don't want to be covered the news to a point where I'm, you know, oh, another story on Vince McMahon, another story on Vince McMahon, another story on Vince McMahon, because my fan base is going to say, you know what, Jordan, you're, you're just clickbaiting. I don't want to clickbait. That's not what I built my brand on. I ain't doing that. You see why I haven't covered any news? Because there just hasn't been a lot of wrestling news going around. That's number one. And number two, there has been news. But the news that have been going around, I ain't worth, it ain't worth my time to come up here and do a whole lengthy podcast about it. You know, the only reason why I even did this show today, because some of the news that I seen were kind of substantial. And number two, I kind of wanted to make it a conversation about a casual conversation. So I might start doing that a little bit more. You guys have been enjoying my casual conversations, my singular one where I'm by myself, kind of shooting the shit with a certain topic, so I appreciate that. And that's all I got uh, today on this late Tuesday. I came after work, 
So I just wanted to come up here. Um, I haven't been up here since uh, Saturday. So, I mean, I know that's only two days I'm or three days. I'm tripping. But I want to kind of be consistent. And I kind of want to give you guys a podcast every chance I get. So um, I will do my best to continue to stay up to date with everything that goes on in the world of pro wrestling. And kind of be up here a little bit more frequently. I want to make every single episode special. That's my mindset. That's my train of thought. And that's what I'm going to continue to do. So I appreciate the support. The singular conversations are going to continue. The casual conversations when I'm interviewing somebody. I mean, I'm just not able to get it right now. But when I do get it, I will let you guys know on social media when I get an interview, a top interviewer. And um, when I'm able to interview people, I will let you guys know on social media. Speaking of social media. Instagram. I'm almost there, man. We're doing some great stuff. Uh, the following is just continuing, so I appreciate everybody on Instagram. Follow me over there at the Wrestling Takeover. Y'all know Twitter, aka X. If you guys want to follow me over there, I know a lot of people aren't really having that platform that much anymore, but I'm still on there talking pro wrestling. If you guys want to follow me over there, uh, Twitter.com or X.com, I would say, slash JT Takeover and TikTok. TikTok, man. Um, TikTok's crazy. It's up and down. But um, the family over there that I built on TikTok, you guys really enjoy what I put out. So I want to thank you guys very much. I'm inching slowly, closer to a thousand likes. We're so close. Um, I'm gonna get to a thousand followers in no time. And once I do that, I will be doing a thank you um, video, uh, thanking everybody, and you know, doing all that sort of stuff. Um, I would love to do a Q&A. I want to start doing Q&As, but I want to just continue to build on my fan base on TikTok. And um, once we go to a new platform as well, I want to continue to build over there. Um, but I will be doing Q&As in the near future, hopefully, uh, depending on, you know, the, um, the amount of people I've built within the family in terms of followers and people enjoying what I'm putting out. So Q&As, I'm thinking of doing Q&As in the near future. I'll keep you up to date with everything going on there. But I appreciate the support. And by the way, DiscussPW.com is on pause right now. Just haven't been feeling it in terms of writing articles, but I'm, I'm looking to do something this week, man. Just work's been killing me right now. But I'm going to really try to focus and try to put out an article this week. But please don't keep your hopes up. Um, but I'm going to try my best to put out an article this week because there's some things that I really want to talk about, I really want to write about regarding the WWE product. So I appreciate the support. Thank you guys so much. For tuning in, tapping into the Wrestling Takeover podcast, be sure to rate the podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts. Um, leave a review as well; I would appreciate it. Um, and subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to Spotify. Leave a five star rating on Spotify, and also leave a comment. Same goes for iHeartRadio, and same goes for Google Play. I appreciate the support, y'all. Love you guys so much. Thank you. I wouldn't be here without you guys. Just knowing that people actually care about what I put out and what I have to say. Just all love to y'all, man. Without you guys, I, I don't know where I'd be. So the growth is going. The wrestling takeover will be taken over in the near future. And at the end of the day, um, hard work. So keep your head down. Do what you got to do. And stay up. Stay blessed. And I'll catch y'all next time right here on the number one podcast, the wrestling takeover, the most creative podcast in the game, the wrestling takeover. And I'll catch y'all next time.